Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Josh Goff from Legacy Automotive up in Boulder, Ridgeline Auto Brokers as well. Larry Ingram, of course, answering phones. Charlie Grimes, your engineer. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. Talking about bumper stickers, I got a story of one that said, uh, I have to clean this one up, which I will. So not a big bumper sticker guy. I don't use them on the car. But one day, I saw one after having a horrible day at work. This is the story, which we all have those from time to time. Left to head home in a horrible mood. In front of me, in the distance, saw a bumper sticker in big, bold letters that says, Jesus loves you. I thought, yeah, right. When I got closer, I saw the small print underneath and started laughing. It said, Jesus loves you. Everyone else thinks you're an a-hole. <laughs> he said he laughed all the way home, and his wife wanted to know what he was laughing about when he got home. And he told her, you know, that one's pretty funny, actually a good one that's actually a pretty good one so yeah we'll give you that one so yeah that's a, that's the question of the day uh favorite bumper stickers and then we really started off with just what what you're telling what story are you telling with the stickers and information that's on your car is really mm-hmm. what we started off with and a lot more there than what i had really ever thought about and all of the meanings that are behind them so Thank you guys uh, for for uh, you know calling in, giving us more information and and ideas and so on. Thank you very much. By the way, keep keep texting, keep sending us those as well. 303-477-5600. You can call in. Also, text us 307-200-8222. Right to the phones though. Dennis, you're next. Go ahead. Hi, John and Josh. Hey, man, what's doing? up? I would like to thank Josh for the way he runs his business. Thank you. I have been a customer now for a couple, two, three years, and the team he has put together with Brett and Chris and Christian and his ex is bar none the best. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate we that appreciate as well, it. Dennis. Thank you. I ended up leaving a one-star review at another Colorado Select shop that runs out of Parker, based on what you guys found with my 97 F-250. They wouldn't do a thing about it, and so they can suffer the consequences. Mm-hmm. But, Josh, you know, whether it's my Tahoe, my F-250, I have no concerns whatsoever with what you guys do. You've gone the extra mile. Well, thank you. Yeah, we, we, we appreciate that because, you know, as you know, Josh and I are kind of a – team and i'm not right. taking the credit josh does all the work i just you know give advice and help along the way dennis but josh does all the heavy lifting and but has good guys uh, you know brent worked for me for a number of years as well and, and a good guy and we have a good relationship so no it's it's a really good team they've put together dennis 
Now the hard part, just keeping that team together. Because, it's always uh, a hard part. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is always a hard part. with you for many years to come. Yep. Yeah. No, nope. you're right. Life always changes. Yes, it does. It. Did Brent get back to you on your battery cables that you were looking for? He did. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. The... Just since you're on the air, what would you think about? I found some uh, replacement battery lugs, if you will, mm-hmm. that are machined out of aluminum okay. that have um, separate posts that stick out of them for different size cables. Mm-hmm. Um, is that aluminum going to conduct enough uh, power out of that battery? It should, you know, if, as long as they're like heavy gauge. You know, I've seen some with aluminum's real thin, and you just don't have enough there. But usually, I haven't had issues with the aluminum, you know, battery cable ends being the issue. Biggest thing with the ends is you always have a chance of having more corrosion that can mm-hmm. feed down the cable because it's not completely sealed like it would be if it was made onto the cable end like a actual you know factory battery cable is Dennis that's the exactly. biggest issue with ends sure so these are what looks to be machined aluminum there's a hole that fits over the battery yep. post. yeah I'm familiar and with the ones you're talking about they come out of the audio industry right right and correct uh it seems like they're, and they're really way for everybody listening out there. They're way better than any of the other style, as you also know, though, Dennis. Depending upon the actual cost, now on bigger vehicles and so on, probably not so much the case. But on some of the smaller vehicles, you can put a battery cable on for what some of those ends cost. Yeah, and the cheaper ones aren't worth it. They're no, they're, they're knockoffs, and that's they, right. I've had those things just split. You know, some you know radio store put them in, and by the time they get to my shop, they're already broke. And but, half. But the ones you're talking about, Dennis, a pair of them are probably, what, 35 40 bucks, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, in which case the cable price far outweighs the um, connector price. Right. Because that's going to take double-aught welding Correct. for that diesel. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on a, on a vehicle like that, the ends might make more sense for some of the other vehicles that are out there listening where people are thinking, well, maybe I could just do that on the, on my particular vehicle. you got to weigh out all of the differences because there's some vehicles where you could buy a cable for what some of these ends are. And and the one that Brent quoted you is the ones we've been using. The guy literally went through and redesigned for diesel trucks. So, you know, they're upped cable size and oh, everything. Because nice. it's always the cable between the two batteries right. that is the culprit. It's always undersized or it corrodes and you don't see it. And right. then those two batteries fight each other all day, and yep. you start having issues. So that's why I've been recommending those. I know it's not cheap, but that usually ends all the problems that can happen between the two battery systems on diesel trucks. And I think that's what's going on with mine. I'm not sure, but uh, I need to that would make sense. have a real good look at it. Yeah, and that's that's what can happen. Is that you know, especially even if you, we always recommend you put two new batteries in at the same time. But sometimes right. one battery will vibrate and the plates will start to break up. And then that weaker battery is always pulling current from the stronger battery. And then when you go to start that diesel truck, especially in the middle of the winter, yep. it doesn't want to work. Yep. <laughs> but, Josh, I appreciate your guys going the extra mile. They had to, you know, jump in a car and drive all the way to Merrill Ford to get some parts to replace that another shop in Parker should have you know, fix this truck correctly. Right. So they went the extra mile, and I appreciate it. Well, good. Well, thank you. Thanks, Dennis. Appreciate that very much, as always, and uh, good to know. Jerry 
in Greeley is next. Jerry, go ahead, sir. Uh, talking about bumper stickers, uh, roughly three years ago during what I call the summer of St. George Floyd when the leftists were, yep. they thought they were near the finish line, they were just you know, burning yep. down the cities. And uh, Anyway, I, I work at a, a factory with quite a few people, and we've got our share of commies. And, um, you know, they thought that, that this was their time, that they were going to take over. Mm. And uh, anyway, there, there was one fellow who was very conservative who had all sorts of really strongly worded conservative bumper stickers on his truck. And there were all these rumors, oh, they're going to burn his truck, you know, break his windshield, right. whatever. And they never did, uh, which was good. But, um, but, but it wouldn't have been surprising if they had. So, you know, I understand the, uh, trying to be cautious. But um, oh, I, I wanted to share. Uh, and, 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 and Jerry, really quick, I want to make sure that I, I add to that. I am by no means, and you guys would know me, telling anybody to not express yourself, free speech. I'm a big fan of, as you know, and all that. I also, though, understand the value of assets. And personally speaking, I just don't want to risk some of the assets that I have value in, and I realize they're insured and all of that, but again, there's just a cost to those things that, frankly, I'm just not willing to bear, so I'm I'm not that guy that's... I'm, I'll do it here all day long on air, and I've got plenty of ways to make make known what I think and feel, and I'm probably already a certain amount of a target as is, but I don't want to be a target on my way home any more than I already am. Sure. I mean, you you want to pick your battles, right? Correct. You don't want to Correct. give them an opening there where you you're go. sitting duck. Yeah, when I'm in the mall and I've parked or I'm doing something and I've parked someplace, I, I don't need to be any more of a target than we already are. No, and yeah. the, you know, a lot of times people will key your car for exactly. the Exactly. I, I just, I, I don't want to be, I'm sorry, I just don't want to be that guy. No. Just not right, me. Right. No, I, I understand, but I, I wanted to share uh, something I heard on Kim Munson's show. A gentleman called in. And you could just tell he was very sincere and honest and uh, uh, true believer. He had a Jesus Saves bumper sticker on his car, and he was tasked with making a delivery to the Air Force Academy. Mm. And they wouldn't let him in the gate because of that bumper sticker. What? Yeah. yeah. That's just that, that. That's a lawsuit, in my opinion. Well, it's disgusting at the least. Yeah, and, and, that's, and again, that's where you know, uh, you know, organizations like Alliance Defending Freedom and so on. I mean, really, that's where he needs to get with them, and you file a lawsuit and get things corrected so it doesn't happen again because that should not happen. And by the way, I would say that no matter what the bumper sticker said, it could be a coexist or or I love Satan bumper sticker. It shouldn't make a hell of beans bit of difference. Whatever's it's free speech. You should be able to drive in with whatever's on there. I don't care. I just wanted to share that. No, Thank I appreciate you, that. I, I have not heard that story, so thanks for sharing that, Jerry. I did not know that. Yep, yep. good one. Appreciate that, Jerry. Yeah, I, I, I am not saying don't you know, don't put something on and you know suppress your free speech. By no means am I saying that. I'm just saying, understand, there could be consequences for doing some of those things and that story that jerry just just shared though that stuff should not happen i mean that is a taxpayer funded base mm-hmm. and there should not be any reason somebody can't come on that base period no matter what a bumper sticker says so i you know i would need to know of course all of the backstory what exactly happened so on and so forth but if it's exactly the way jerry says and not saying it's not but i just i don't know the whole story uh, if it's exactly the way Jerry said, yeah, that individual has a has a pretty strong lawsuit to uh, uh, to go after the Air Force Academy on because you, you know, that's just you can't do that. Period. Right. And that and that should be challenged, by the way. So, all right, we'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. This is Drive Radio KLZ five sixty.
Geno's Auto Service is celebrating 40 years in business with an air conditioning recharge special. Refrigerant in your air conditioning systems needs to be able to absorb heat to cool your vehicle's interior. But refrigerant gets contaminants, evaporates, and breaks down over time. We use a cooling machine that takes out the refrigerant and cleans it. Then we put the clean refrigerant back, topping off with Freon at the right level. Stay cool this summer by making sure your system is up to date and ready for this year's summer heat. Geno's is a Colorado family-owned business and proud to serve families in Littleton for 40 years. We back up our work with Napa's nationwide 36-month, 36,000-miles peace of mind warranty. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop, and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic, altercations, and accidents, so put this number into your phone. 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, we are back. 
Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening to us. I appreciate it very much. Kurt in Pueblo, you're next. Kurt, go ahead. Yeah, I just had a bumper sticker I was going to share with you. Let's hear it. Um, uh, Being a 54-year-old native, I appreciate this one quite a bit. And it is pack your bicycle, your grand intellect, and your smug attitude in the back of your Prius. Go back where you came from. (laughs) That's That's pretty good, actually. (laughs) All right. Or another one that uh, somebody needs to make is, why is our entire state government run by out-of-staters? Uh, good question. You know what? That That's a pretty good one there, Kurt. That's a true statement right there. Why? And that's a really good question. Yeah, well, you guys enjoy the rest of the oh, day. I appreciate Thank it, Kurt. You. No, that, that's a bumper sticker that you could actually get behind because it's really just asking a question. Yeah. And it's not offensive. It's a, re- it's a solid true. question. Why is it? Bruno, what's up, sir? Yes, um... Uh, what bumper stickers is concerned, I have the only bumper stickers um, um, uh, Continental, and it stands for the tires, and it's the only tire I brought ah. close to 100,000 miles. Yeah. I, yeah. Only, I, I got 86,000 miles on it, so they can have my advertising. I yeah, that, you know, that's, you know that, and that, 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 I see a few of those kicking around, so that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, it's a good product, and, um, you know, and it never gets me stuck, you know. Even they have highway uh, profile, but I never got stuck, even off road. Anyway, um, unfortunately, I have a mechanical question. I have to fix the air conditioning on that car. It's a, a '98. Uh, it's a December '98, uh, uh, made in Alabama, in Montgomery, Alabama, and. Um, it's. Uh, I checked everything, even that switch underneath the uh, glove compartment, mm-hmm. and also um, the blue um, instrument showed pressure on, which showed that the air, the uh, 134A um, is still intact and is pressurized. However, we went through all the contacts and so on, and um, all the connections, and the pump itself. The pump is a little bit oily, but that's all it is. And we also went through the wires. Uh, some who were a little bit chafed, we were faced. Mm-hmm. And now the, the end of it, uh, the only weak point is some pressure switch, which we ordered, unfortunately, at advanced because neither Map nor O'Reilly had it. Any other um, ideas and hints? Can you give me that, John? So the compressor, it does switch on, or the compressor won't come on at all? The compressor switches on, the blower goes on, and goes through all four stages. Okay. But as the compressors run, it never gets cold in the car. It always stays warm? Yeah. um, Only as much as the blower can perform early in the morning when it's still cool. Okay. And then have you actually put a set of... I mean, you said that you put something on it and... They said the state of charge was fine, but have you actually, you know, put a set of gauges on it and saw what the pressures are saying? So yeah, usually, the, pressure, the, the, the blue pressure gauge shows something like sixty pounds, whereas the red pressure gauge says nothing. The red pressure gauge says nothing. So you you've got low pressure but no high pressure. Yeah, because a, a running system should be around twenty-five to thirty psi. And well, on the low side, the low and side. the high side should be 150 to 250, depending on, on the temperature ambient outside. temperature yeah. and how hard the system's working. Right. So that that's how you can always tell when they're not working. 
both the low and the high pressure gauges usually go to the same PSI. Right. Somewhere around 100 is what it usually does. If you have nothing on the high side, something's blocked yeah, somewhere. Block or the gauge each. isn't all the way on or something. Oh, only the blue gauge shows 60 pounds pressure. And the red gauge shows nothing. Does the, blue, does the blue gauge move at all when the compressor cycles? Does it go up and down? It, it goes a little bit. Uh, it goes down to maybe 30, maybe half of it. When it's that's cycling, it. well, that that's pretty that's normal. Right. I, I'm guessing the high pressure is not hooked up correctly or something's not right there, Bruno. The Schrader valve is not engaging correctly or something's not happening to where the gauge is reading cor- correctly. Because mm-hmm. if you so see the low side going up and down when the compressor cycles, you should have some high pressure. Yeah, you should. Okay, on the red gauge. The yes, red gauge, on yeah. the red gauge, yes. Okay, well, we're going to do that next. Okay. Now, now, okay. next question. I don't know if I ever got if I, I don't know if I heard this correctly. Does the AC work, or does it? I mean, what's it blowing? Hot air, cold air? What's going on? It's just blowing uh, hot air. I mean, whatever is the outside temperature. So, if it is cycling, the other thing is check to make sure your doors are moving. Correct. That's so. Even though the compressor is working, all that, all your blend doors could not be in the right position. So they could still be in the heat position and making all the heat from the heater core blow in instead of there's a door that actually moves and blocks off yep. the heater core and lets the evaporator act. Well, next thing to do, Bruno, when everything's running, hood's open, and the AC's on and it's cycling, you know, feel the tubes going into the inside of the car. And if they're both not super cold, we, you know, it's not circulating and mm-hmm. something's wrong there as well. So that's the other thing to look at. That, like, as part of an examination of an AC system, outside of even looking at the gauges, is do we have cold everywhere? Okay. Uh, thank you very much for that advice. Uh, just to give, give you a heads up, we went, we took the dashboard apart, and it, uh, the gates are working. The gates are working. Okay. Okay. So the gates are working. Okay. Well, the next thing to do, right. Bruno, is make sure you've got cold going into the car. Then. Yeah. Have circulation. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> okay. Then we got a blockage somewhere in the yeah. system. Then. Okay. Now, if I if push comes to shove, and I have to replace the air compressor. What uh, precautions do I have to make in order not to have old parts circulating in the new circulation? You'll you'll need to do a complete drain, you know, evacuation, get the old uh, Freon out of it. You'll need to do a flush, you know, Mm -hmm. replace components, do a flush, make sure there's no metal components anywhere. Depending upon what has gone bad, you may need to replace some other components, i.e. the dryer and so on, depending upon what's gone on. And right now, most manufacturers won't put a warranty on a compressor if Unless you, you don't do. replace the receiver dryer right. and sometimes a few other components some if they know there's a line or something like that that always goes bad they won't warranty it if, so you, if do you don't do that that's it right it has to be on the receipt or a bill that's right that shows that those components were replaced with the brand otherwise the they won't warranty the compressor yeah oh, okay because they know thank that metal is still in the system right thank you that's good to know okay and uh, by the way uh, what the stickers is concerned uh, I'm more concerned, like uh, John is uh, totally big, staying un, un- oblivious. but I did put some reflectors on the back because my uh, paint is so camouflage type that the truckers don't see me, and it kind of helps at night driving. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, agree. Good one. Bruto, thanks. Let us know how your AC turns out and give us an update on that. Felipe and Golden, what's up? Hey, John, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, sir? Real well. Hey, I think I've got an interesting question. Okay. 
My Chevy Bolt, B-O-L-T. Yes. I overpressurized the tires thinking I'd get more economy. You know, the harder the tire, the less the resistance. Yeah, not on that car. Well, I put 50 pounds in it. Okay. And I drove it for one day, and it came back down to 38, all four tires. Well, that's weird. Yeah, so they must be letting air out. Um, something's going on. I don't know. Don't, I in the book. There's I not like a safety valve or anything on it that this. I know of. You know, how does that go from 50 to 38? Great question. I have no idea, Felipe. There's it's nothing stopped. on that that's any different than any other car. The, I mean, if you put 50 in, it should still have 50 in it. Yeah, and it's rock solid at 38. And if you read the door sticker, it's they recommend 38. Correct. That's weird. Yeah. I, I do well, not know. Now, that. the only thing... It, so here's another question. When you put the 50 in initially, what did the reading say on the dash? 50. It did say 50. Interesting. And it didn't well, set the TPMS out. light at that it point? It should. It should have. Yeah, it should have tripped the light. Yeah, it should have tripped the light. Well, I wanted to put more in, but I couldn't find the maximum air pressure written on the tire. You're probably already over yeah, that. you're there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the tire's leaking out at 50. I That's a new one on me if it were, too. I, I've never seen that, Felipe. No, I, What's the actual... Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put 50 in it, take the, the wheel off, and submerse it in water. And see if it's got a leak in here. You can also just use a, a easier way to do that, Felipe, is just take a little bit of dish soap in a spray bottle and just spray the tire down. You don't have to dip it in water. You'll find if there's yeah. any leak, you'll see it. But yeah, but I like dipping it in water. It's really cool. <laughs> well, you can do that. If you have a little more work, but sure, knock your socks off. Yeah. Okay. Another thing, I got a recall letter from Chevrolet, and they said that they're going to just put in software. What year is and yours, Felipe? It's going to monitor the high voltage battery, uh -huh. and mm -hmm. you have to drive the car for six thousand miles. Yeah, what, what, Before they'll replace the battery. I think that's really clever from Chevy. What year is that car, Flippy? I don't remember. 2020. Um, you know they'll buy that car back if you want to get a different car, right? No, I didn't know that. They'll give you all of your money and then some back for that car if you want to trade it on something else. You're kidding. I, I, I love it. Yeah, you, you can you go to... You know, you're over there in gold and go talk to, you know, Emic Chevrolet over there. And there's a process you have to go through. But if you want to trade into something different, they will give you all your money back plus some on the car you now own. Wow, I'd like to have a brand new Bolt. Well, there you go. You can go do that. Yeah, but I like my Bolt. Well, go buy a brand new one. Yeah. They'll okay, literally give you all your money back of what you've paid and then some. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. Oh. Been there, done you know, that, Felipe. Yeah, what? I said, I've been there, done that. Yeah, okay, you want to hear something about the, uh, what's that law that you, uh, lemon, you want to hear something about the lemon law? Sure. I took action against Audi. Okay. Because I had a lot of problems with it. Yeah. And I won the suit. Okay. But... In order for me to for them to take the car, they charged me 
50 cents for all the miles I had on Yeah, it. that's what they'll normally mm-hmm. do. That's pretty normal on a, on a buyback. Now, on the Bolt, they will not do that. You will be in good, good shape on that car. Trust me. How did you find this out? Um, how should I say this? Um, I had a lot of help. Like Probably the best way for me to say it. I, I, I would rather say it more off-air, Felipe, than on-air, but I had some help. And uh, But I, I can just tell you right now that if you, if you, um, you know, Call Carl over at Emic. Tell him what you've got going on. That you talk to me, he will help you with what I just said. Okay, I'll do that. And he, and uh, if you want to get a new one, he'll help you with that as well. One last thing: How do you get free charging in Golden? Used to be able, you could get it right downtown. Now I don't know. I haven't been down there for a while with it to see if they're still doing that or not. But uh, it's been probably a year plus that I did that. But you, last I checked, you could still do it. Well, where where do I go? What do I go to that visitor center? And no, it's coded? actually it's actually uh, south of the visitor center, same side of the street, but south of the visitor center, Felipe. And the little parking lot there that's behind, uh, you know, the old hardware store and all of that. There's some charge stations there that were free at one point. Well, did you have to put in a, a credit card or a code or anything? No, not when I did. I used my app. Sorry, yeah, I did have to use my app, and no, I didn't have to get. I didn't have to put any deposit down or anything like that. Where did you get the app? It's a ChargePoint app. Yeah, ChargePoint. Yeah. Oh, ChargePoint app. Okay. Okay. And that was easy for me because that's what I have at the house. You know, as usual, you're a wealth of information. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Felipe. It's it's so trial and error on I my end. You at that last car show, your head was getting bigger. That's a, <laughs> my, my, a trial and error on my end, Felipe. Are you at Leprino today? Where are you? No, no, I'm. We're in studio today. We're at Leprino the last weekend of the month. Oh, okay. I'm going to go to that. So come by and say hi. No, we'll be out there, so come by. Yeah, okay, great. All right, Felipe. Thank you, John. Hey, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Jeff, Mac, you guys, or Jeff and Mick, sorry. You guys hang tight. We'll come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie, distributing your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This week, we're going to get a little controversial. Because, you see, if you're anything like me, when you learn to drive, you learn that when you see a merge or lane ending sign, you should move over as quickly as possible. And all those other knuckleheads flying past you, well, they needed to pay better attention. It turns out that most drivers change lanes too early when they see a merge sign, thus causing a speed differential and a traffic backup. What traffic engineers and experts actually recommend is staying in your lane as long as possible before merging and merging at what they call the zipper point. Thanks a lot, Dad. Studies show that by just merging at the zipper point, traffic delays and backups can be reduced by as much as 40 to 50%. I know, I know, that feels like cutting to the front of the line, but the truth is it's just the right way to merge. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG. We'll talk to you again next week. 
Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and, in most cases, an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. I think Mick is next. Go ahead, Mick. Uh, hey, John. How are you, sir? More. Uh, yeah, I've, I've wanted to bounce something off uh, probably you and like your uh, listeners. Uh, not too long ago, a uh, relative on my wife's side passed way too early. And uh, so part of the inheritance was uh, her uh, vehicle. And um, I've had a harder time selling, which, you know, is probably one of the best-rated uh, consensus vehicles in the market right now, a, a 2017 Honda CRV. And I'm just wondering, I, I wonder if your perception uh, that the used car market is uh, slowing down, and if it is, if it's, I, I kind of get some feedback, maybe it's the interest rates and general economy. Uh, at first, I probably was a little on the high side because I was used to last year and earlier this year, uh, you know, pretty big premium on uh, quality used rides. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was kind of wondering if, if, you know, if you give it any thought or good question uh, how you're kind of no, doing no, it right jo- now. Josh and I talk about that almost weekly, not quite, but pretty close to it. So, no, great question. We were going to talk about it today anyway, so this is a great time to talk about it. I, I've got some, some views on that. I'll get Josh's first. Um, but, you know, go ahead, Josh. You you watch the auctions and all that on a weekly basis more than anybody does, so you know more more about it than even I do. Yeah, I think we're still the same level on pricing. They haven't started to drop yet, but people are having a hard time buying used on cars. On the financing. Because of financing. Yeah. Everything is 13% anymore. Yeah. And, you know, 20 is the max in this state, and a lot of times if you had bad credit back when they were buying the money for cheap, then they would take you on at 20%. Well, now a lot of those people 
They're not they taking you. They're not taking you on because yeah. they can't. There's not enough profit for them to make off that loan. So they've taken Mick a certain amount of buyers, especially on some of the mid-range used cars. If you would, those buyers are non-existent because they can't get the money to buy the car they'd like. So they're either driving what they currently own or they're driving a lot less. You know, they're buying a lot mm-hmm. less vehicle because they can't get. They don't have the credit to buy that mid-range. You know, twenty twenty-five thousand dollar car. And so you've taken X amount of buyers out of the market. And I, Josh is 1,000% correct. I've read exactly the same thing. That is exactly what's happening. So it's not that prices are falling. And, yes, some inventory staying on the market a little longer because we've taken a certain amount of the rotation of buyers out of the market. Right, but they're not falling because we still don't have as many cars. Still, yeah, still no I inventory. Mean, the the hailstorms right. each week take out cars, That's right. used cars, new cars, and we don't have any – there's no used car factory to make Correct. more used cars. So. That's why the prices haven't fallen through the, the bottom, Mick, and, and I frankly don't think they're going to. Well, on the other side, um, in you guys' opinion, uh, you know, with uh, our uh, – media's stupid. They're idiots. They are. They don't give you any useful updating. They, had, they throw out the panic thing of – Oh, you'll have an eight-month wait to get a new car. You'll have to custom order. You'll not get what you want. You guys, uh, which by the way, none of none of which Mick is true. I mean, if that's caught up to where it, uh, it's not fully caught up yet, and it's not going to be anytime soon. I talk about that a lot, and the reason is there's four main buyers of new cars. You have government that buys a ton of vehicles every year. So we as taxpayers spend money on new cars for all of the government fleets on an ongoing basis. The rental cars buy a lot of a lot of fleet cars. As well, general fleets, even like myself, we buy X amount of cars per year. And then, of course, you've got the retail customer, last but not least. There's four buying groups, Mick, that buy cars. Every one of those buying groups, not all across the board, are behind. There is some inventory on some vehicles, and you're seeing some postings on social media about some inventory in some states on some vehicles, but it's not an across-the-board, large-scale inventory. Every single state, everywhere in the country has inventory. That's not the case. You're seeing some pockets where there's some inventory, and some dealers have loaded up on some cars. But you can look around the lots here in the Front Range area and notice there's not a plethora of inventory running around. There are some models in some makes where there's more inventory than others, but there's not a plethora of inventory anywhere because of those four buying groups I just said and the fact that they're all behind in buying cars. Hey, John, do you, um, do you get the feel? I know initially it was uh, the chip production. Do you think that's still kind of the bugaboo, or is it uh, otherwise hardware? Both. Both? Okay. It's both. I mean, it's, it's you know, keep in mind there's thousands of chips on any new car today, uh, everything from what's running the electrical components to the seat itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, there are uh, you know chips running everything. So that's part of it. The other thing, and I explained this the other day, but I'll, I'll do it again because I think it's worth noting. Even the Ford CEO came out the other day and said, other than Tesla, all chip manufacturing is done horizontally. In other words, they put out an RFP. They find a chip company to make a particular chip to do a particular function on the vehicle. If they're in the right price range and they win the bid, they get to make that chip. Ford, GM, Chrysler, Toyota, on down the line we go with the exception of Tesla. No one writes their own code and language to even run that chip, Mick. So the reality is not only are they behind on the chips themselves, if they try to bring that in-house, which there's been talk that a lot of the manufacturers would 
will. It's a three to five year process to even get the code written to do the, you know, make the chips function the way they need to function and talk to one another in the entire car where there's a thousand of these things talking back and forth. The manufacturers literally blew it years ago by not integrating that on their own side. They relied on other people to do that for them. The only one that didn't was Tesla. They write all their own. And they used to own the chip manufacturers. And they own, that's right, they own those. Motorola, Delphi, on down the line we go, Mick. They own those, but were dumb and sold them off. Divisions off, off, yeah. Yeah. And they're now (laughs) reaping what they sowed years ago, in my opinion. So Elon Musk uh, more or less wins again. He was uh, smarter than they were. Now, some of that is because he's a control freak, and I'll just say it straight up. I'm not a fanboy, and he's a... He, he's coming around. He's a lot better now than he was you know, several years ago, in my opinion. But I don't think that was because he had foresight. He's just a control freak. Hey, it works. I That's mean, my thought. I, I don't think he saw this chip thing coming. And he didn't see COVID coming either. But he's a control freak and wanted his own integration. And he wanted the data coming out of all of those chips and things as well, which is where he's making the majority of his money from. It's not just selling cars. He's a data company. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, that totally made. That's cool. I, I like your insight. I mean, you know, you own SpaceX. There's a hell of a lot of brain. That's right. You know, the cube chip brain. That's and right. That you know, so it's it's in a way, it's kind of you know, method of madness. Uh, the guy had maybe it's a luck out, but there's, he there's was a he was very lucky. No, no. I, again, I don't think he had any foresight into what was coming COVID wise, but. He had foresight into knowing, I want to control the channels whereby my parts are coming so that I can make my car the way I want it made, especially when it comes to how things are controlled with the data. Again, going back to they're a data company, not a car company. He's been very big on that. And, and again, you know, Josh was right, Mick, earlier. Ford, GM, Stellantis. I mean, these guys owned the chip side of it at one point in time and yeah. blew it, gave it yeah. away, in, in my opinion. Exactly. <laughs> Hey, that's executives. They're their own worst enemies at times. My whole working career. Uh, Last thing, John. I mean, I didn't mean to take up your time. I just no. These these are great universal questions we were going to talk about today, anyways, Mick. So perfect timing. It's all good. Yeah, I need to get a feel if I was blowing it, and I thought I had uh, the you know Fort Knox on four wheels or not. I'm all I'm asking is uh, you know near Blue Book. What, what, do you, I, what is it, that, Mick? What vehicle? It's a 17. It's, yeah, I was wondering if, if you guys, if I give you off air, if I could, if somebody sounded like they were interested in it. It's a primo car. She she has minimal mileage on it. It's totally optioned out. It, you know, and, and that's and the HRV. Trend, uh, C. Pardon? CRV. Oh yeah, yeah. CRV. Okay. You know, CRV. Twenty seventeen CRV. Had that up there with a cord the last fifteen twenty years is probably one of the top miles. Of the, uh, medium class, only thirty four six. She she took sick, and I mean that's that's hap- that's the problem even, is that car fits into that price range I was just mentioning earlier where we've got limited buyers for that that's car and that's partially why it sits a little longer than what it would normally but you know that's a car that's a twenty five k ish car pretty easily probably yeah you got it. bingo that's uh, what NADA Blue Book is is having it at and I'm not a car dealer. I'm just I'm helping the heirs and sure. I want to get them a fair you know their 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 sister sister and friend uh you know she worked hard and she right. earned that car and she, yep. you know she made money that she could afford it and, and unfortunately, next question mick where it. have you tried to sell it at uh just on craig's craig's won't sell anything next door you, you if you do anything you've got to go to facebook marketplace you will not sell anything on craigslist it's just scammers only on on craigslist anymore sorry that's just the way it is you won't sell a thing on craigslist 
Yeah, I've got a. I also put a, a local sign on it, you know, and I've got a lot of Lukey Lou's, uh, about a handful of. Yeah, the uh, problem is most of Lukey Lou's can't get money. That's the other issue they have. That's true. True. Would you mind if I left that with you guys? No, yeah, put you on hold, and we can have Josh call you. I'll do that, Mick. Let me put you on hold, and Larry, can you grab all the Mick's info, and we'll have Josh call him here and find out how we might be able to assist with that. So, Jeff, Randy, guys, hang tight. Sorry that was a long segment, but a lot of great info that we wanted to get out to everybody. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. No one likes to be that person. You know the one stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold certified auto care shop and employs ASC certified technicians. So don't be that guy. And make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555 or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. Ladies and gentlemen, rev up your engines and mark your calendars for the 6th Annual Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet. It's going to be an incredible event for car enthusiasts and families alike. Get ready to experience one of the largest car shows in the area. 
Join us on August 5th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Rocky Mountain Metro Airport, conveniently located at 11905 Corporate Way in Broomfield. Entertainment will be in full swing throughout the day, ensuring there's never a dull moment. Prepare for the thrill of airport flybys, showcasing the beauty of flight. Treat your taste buds to a mouth-watering selection of food options. From live music to engaging activities, there's something for everyone. Don't miss your chance to display your prized vehicle at the car show. Car show entry is just $10, and you can park your classic or unique ride starting at 8 a.m. It's an opportunity to showcase your passion for automobiles and support the Collector Car Council of Colorado. We've got an extra treat for you. Drive Radio will be broadcasting live from the event. Come by and say hello to John Rush and his crew. Tune in, turn up the volume, and join the excitement. So mark your calendars for August 5th. The 6th Annual Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet is an event you don't want to miss. Gather your friends and family for a day filled with automotive wonders, delicious food, captivating collectibles, thrilling flybys, and live entertainment. Remember, car show entry is $10, and spectator admission is just $5 per adult. All funds raised go towards supporting the Collector Car Council of Colorado. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Josh Goff, Legacy Automotive and Ridgeline Auto Brokers up in Boulder. And, yeah, for all of you listening that might have some used car needs, questions, whatever, give those guys a call. Find them at RidgelineAutobrokers.com or on our website as well. Jeff in Western Montana. Hey, regarding your comment on Elon Musk and data, years ago, decades ago, Sam Walton, when he was alive, said, I'm, I'm not afraid of the people who think I deal in merchandise. The people I'm worried about are the people realize i deal in information yep and uh yep you know, well, now, even old sam realized yes that he did for the, the interwebs yep um that's why sam flew <laughs> literally that's why he flew yeah. airplanes to go figure out how to go where competition was where am i putting my next store mm-hmm. yep he was not stupid and uh we'll think about no, he was not elon now is going to have ford and pretty much everybody plugging their EVs into his system. That's right. And those talk. They're going to get data. They will pull everything oh, yeah. off that car. He's, he's agreeing to that because he's gaining more data. He's oh, not dumb. Massive amount of yep, data. Yep, that's right. So, yeah, no, to your yep. point, Jeff, you're right. Yeah, um, regarding uh, Felipe's issue, this yes. is something I've wanted to discuss for a while, and that's that, uh, I don't know, going down so much in 24 hours, it may be something else, but a lot of folks don't realize that since the air, ambient air is almost 20% oxygen, mm-hmm. when that air gets into your tire, that oxygen combines with the rubber and oxidizes and leaves that black on the inside of the tire. And so your tires, if you're filling them for the first time, your tires will go down to about 80% of pressure if you're putting ambient air in uh, over a period of time. And um, that's why you have to add air once. Uh, after you fill it because that oxygen will combine with the rubber inside and you have less pressure. Once it goes away, you have basically nitrogen and, uh, and it's pretty stable. And if you just top it off again, you're go- you go from about 80% to 96%. So, um, so part of the issue is that you just have to keep dealing with the oxidation until you don't have enough oxygen in there for it to matter. Um, but again, I don't know if that was Felipe's problem or not. I don't know. And being a 2020, I don't know either. Good question. So that was it. Just kind of a, uh, I was a chemistry 
geek in high school, and so those kinds of things no, I, just no, uh, no, intrigue me. Well, worth noting. No, appreciate that, Jeff. You bet. All right, man. Take care. Appreciate it. Let's get Bill in here next. Bill, you're up. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, thank you. I'm mounting a, a, a mechanical fuel pump on a an old Rambler on a cast iron engine. And my question is, I have a gasket. I just got the pump. I have the gasket for it. Do I use any gasket uh, compound nope, on nope. there? Not a. Not at all. Not on a paper gasket, okay. no. Okay. All right. I guess that's my question. I had some blue silicone, and I didn't nope. know whether to even put any coats or No, the gas will eat it away. Gas will eat it away so quickly that you'll end up with a leak when it's done. So no, do not. That I, and sometimes it lubricates the paper and Correct. just shoots it right out. Yeah, you don't want either. No, nope. you want none of that on there. Nothing on there at all, but just the gasket. Yep, just the paper gasket. Great. Thank you so much. You betcha, Bill. Appreciate that. And, and by the way, great question. We don't, there's not too many mechanical fuel pumps left. But make sure your surfaces are clean, really clean. Yeah, well, yeah, because you're not putting anything on it. Right. At all. Zilch. Um, now, on some of those, and I, I should have got more of the you're making money. I, I, sorry, I didn't mean... I didn't mean um, uh, gasoline would wash it away. Some of the oil would wash that silicone away. So yeah, you, you know, the only time you ever use silicone on certain things was on certain applications, certain type of silicone, and not silicone, but RTV, which is not silicone. Silicone you just don't use. Period. <laughs> I'm sorry, the old blue silicone is really a thing of the past. In oh, fact, yeah. I'm not surprised. Do they still sell it? I don't see it. That I hated often. that stuff when I was on the line. Yeah, it it caused more leaks. Mm-hmm. Then I think it prevented back in the day, Josh. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. That old blue silicone was awful. Yeah. I hated that stuff. It's just impossible to clean the up. The high too. temp orange stuff wasn't so bad on certain applications, and you could mm-hmm. use it in certain areas. But it yeah, would take out copper, though. Correct. Too. You had to watch it. Um, again, there were certain instances where you would use that on certain engines, certain places. You had to know, and it wasn't just a... Yeah, we'd always crack me if you get somebody in with an oil pan where you could see that stuff, <laughs> yes. you know, seeping out of all sides, and it's like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they just. Yeah. And we wonder why it's leaking. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, literally, you would look at that. Now, back in the day, one of the tricks, just for some of you, on exhaust manifolds and gaskets and so on, they made a high temp RTV that, yeah, you know, believe it or not, you could actually put that on, uh, no gaskets, bare cast iron to the you know made sure that you made sure the head was flat you made sure that the manifold itself was flat and you'd put that on there and sure enough it'd seal it up and away you'd go that was a whole another conversation another like world muffler putty yeah, well yeah and, and in that again in that application it worked but you had to be very you had to be very very careful and still do in in today's modern cars that, that was an old car but on today's modern cars there's very few things you're going to put silicone or put any kind of RTV on. I hate to use the word silicone because it's kind of a universal, but mm-hmm. you're not going to use RTV on hardly anything anymore. Am I correct on that? Uh, depends on what, what it is, you know, but it's, it'll stay in the manual, what you're putting here and what type you're putting here. It's not just yeah, it's not grab whatever's on right? the shelf like and start putting it here. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Because, you know, some RTVs, you know, we have. Some things that get really hard and some things that still stay pliable. And well, it's like depends. Loctite. You don't it just put one type of Loctite on whatever bolt. Right, exactly. You, you better be putting what that is specified to have for that particular bolt or don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't do it at all. Right, right. Again, it's – which leads me to another conversation, which Joe, <laughs> Jersey Joe, sent me earlier this week. And I've got a couple of minutes here. Maybe I can squeeze this in. If I can't get it all in, I'll do it at the top of the hour. Talking about how the cost of auto repair – has gone up significantly in the past, oh, 24 months. And yes, folks, 
it has. Now, I read an article he sent me out of Axios, and it talks about why the repair bills are higher, and it's a lack of technicians, and it's this and it's that. The one thing that they missed out of the entire article, and it just cracks me up because, of course, it's Axios, so it doesn't surprise me they missed this. But the biggest reason, in my opinion, that auto repair costs are up significantly from what they once were is because we finally, as an industry, have got labor rates up to a point that they should have been at 10 years ago. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that, but they finally have risen to the point that a shop owner can actually make the kind of money back on the investment it takes to run a shop in the first place. And it's taken us some 20 plus years to get here. Mm -hmm. It's finally arrived where where labor rates are at a point where an owner can and the technicians themselves can actually make the kind of money they should have made all along for the investment they've both made into getting to where they're at. But that was never in the article anywhere. It was all these other factors. There's a shortage of this. There's that. There's part shortages, blah, 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 all of which is true. But the number one reason that auto repair prices are up is because labor rates are finally up and have grown to the point that an owner can finally make some money in the industry that, frankly, they didn't for years. Am I right? You're right. That's the biggest reason it's more money today than it ever has been. Mm-hmm. And One of them. Rightfully so, by the way. And it's because of, I'll take some of the credit, Coaches like myself helping guys get the industry to the point it should be and making the kind of money they should make that it's at that point, which it should have been at 20-plus years ago. Anyways, we'll be back. I'll explain a little more of that in the future here as we come back in the next hour. Myself, Josh Goff, Legacy Automotive and Ridgeline Auto Brokers up in Boulder. Larry Unger, of course, answering phones. Charlie Grimes, this is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.